It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Good morning, sir. Hope you're doing good. Uh, with you, I'm fine. Uh, if I'm making this voice note, it's just to say thank you. Thank you so much for this podcast. I just took my time, even though I do not have enough data, I just took my time and go through it. And while listening from the beginning to the end, I I discovered that I was sick somewhere. Not because I didn't know the Word of God, but because... I know the word, but sometimes with the situation you are going through in life, you, you, you think that, in fact, you don't even think, you tend to forget about some parts. means that you are not more in the assurance of the word of God, but you are more focusing on the things you are going through. And this is the plan of the devil because he wants you to go to forget about the promises of God and think and focus yourself to that problem, that situation or Maybe that, that difficulties you're going through. And I just discovered that I was sick. I was really sick. And I really need some somebody to talk the way you you, you, you did in this podcast. Because the, the more I was listening, the more I was healed. And I can say that now I'm totally healed because this is really what I needed. And I just want to say thank you so much because I just find myself... It's not that I'm not reading the world. I read the world, but this time around, I I, I begin to 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 refocus again my mind to the right thing because um I was dispersed. I was just out of the line, if I can put it like that. But because I've listened to this podcast today, I'm just I'm just healed. If I can say it, just it's one 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 word. I'm healed. And I want to thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, sir. And I even share it because I know many people do need it. So um, I really encourage this initiative about uh, asking questions. You don't just ask, ask uh, responding a question in uh, so lightly, but you are just going in the deeper truth of the world with, uh, with scriptures. So I want to encourage this initiative, sir more grace more grace in what you're doing and i believe many people who start listening to your podcast will be very uh, amazed and they will be healed 
about all they are going through they'll be able to focalize to focus them themselves to the right thing and forget about the rest because if when you have god in your life you have everything and this postcard is just the truth because the more i listening the more i understand again god to another dimension thank you so much sir thank you so much god bless you abundantly in what you are doing may increase again the inspiration through the holy spirit may continue to inspire you so much and deeply by revealing the deeper truth of the world so that also you come and share to people who do not know god deeply and it can even enhance them to to start a, a good relationship with god thank you so much sir god bless you good day sir Um, Fabiola for that testimony and I must say it's a very beautiful thing to hear thank you very much for trusting us and for allowing that we use um, your recording to kind of share it with others thank you very much it's because of this kind of testimonies that we do what we do and um, we're happy to know that with the little that we're doing responding to the questions that we are receiving you're getting already so much value and it has like brought a ton around in your life some consciousness about something that you have to do and where you have to be thank you very much again thank you god bless you and i really want to thank all of you while listening take out time to listen every tuesday or every time we release an, an episode thank you very much it matters a lot to me and the team you know it's because of this kind of course that we are encouraged beyond the fact that we are doing the thing that god has told us to do we are kind of like obeying an instruction but when you always have you know, the results that we are having and also um, this kind of testimonies it just goes a long way to motivate us to be encouraged because um, we have already been listened to several nations Cameroon obviously the United States Belgium Poland Sweden the UK um, the UAE France you know countries that personally i don't have someone there but there's always someone listening thank you very much for taking out time thank you very much for being consistent in listening and we are happy that what god is doing is really providing some value you know reading what you're writing in the q a section and even the comment section the reviews that you leave is very touching thank you very much god bless you and it's our prayer that you is even having same value or even more and who have not related that to us in terms of you know following us in terms of liking the podcast in terms of even leaving a review and a comment please do so at the end of this episode thank you once more god bless you we're so happy and uh, even so happy to know that this show is providing that much value to you all god bless you so today with your permission we're going to go into a brand new question that we have for today and uh, this is already question seven the seventh question and the question is coming to us from cornelius in cameroon cornelius in cameroon is asking a very simple question but it's a very profound one and the question is what should i pray for i repeat what should i pray for 
I love this question, Cornelius, because, you know, when one hears this question, we are tempted to just give a very generic answer to it. And we assume that by default we know what we should be praying for. We assume by default that we should be praying for some particular thing because that's what everybody is doing. But in providing an answer to this question, you're going to see that this question is a very technical one and the answer to it, it's very different from what you might have thought the answer should be. What should I pray for? You know, we all pray and Jesus Christ has called on us to always pray. Men ought always to pray and never to faint. But what should we pray for? It's a question, again I repeat, as simple as it may sound, it has a lot of depth to it. It has a lot of layers to it. And we are going to do our best to approach it in the way that satisfies you, Cornelius, and every other person listening around the globe. What we don't want to do is to give you a generic answer because asking this question, you are aware of what you should be praying for or what you've been praying for. You've been praying, of course, I presume, as a Christian. You've been praying. The issue is not really about the content of, of what you should be praying for, but there is something that you're trying to probe into without even knowing. And we are going to go to the heart of the issue at once. So the first thing that I want to talk about when answering this question, I want to talk about the error of asking what you want. That's a natural tendency when people want to ask or pray to God. They ask what they want. It's a natural and default tendency. So I'll talk about the error of asking what you want. That's a temptation that we all fall into. When asking what you want, the problem here is our wrong motives. By default, everyone, when praying to God, not everyone because being absolute might not be helpful in this case but almost everyone by default when we are asked to pray our motives are going to be tinted with error we are going to be asking with the wrong motive let's read james chapter 4 from verses 1 to 3 from the new living translation james chapter 4 from verses 1 to 3 from the New Living Translation, NLT, and it reads, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? 2. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous for what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. 3. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Amen. So you find here that the default standard or the default path for every man who is responding to this question by natural instinct is to ask for what you want. Because, of course, those are the things that you need. But there is a danger in that our motives will lead us to praying amiss. This, in the King James, is what is called praying amiss. And praying amiss is when your motive is only rerouted towards your own self. When your prayer, the motivation behind your prayer, the content of your prayer, the raison d'etre of that prayer, is only about satisfying yourself. It's only about getting what you want. It's only about what pleases you. And God says that's the definition of praying amiss. That you ask 
but you will not receive because you are praying amiss. And praying amiss means the content of your prayer and the motivation that fuels that prayer is about getting all what you're asking for for your own personal pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen and Cornelius, my dear friend, thank you for this question. That is the error of asking for what you want. So by default, right out of the bat, I'm going to tell you it's not the right default step to take. Don't ask for what you want. What should I pray for? Number one, don't ask for what you want. Okay? Don't ask for what you want. Now, I know, of course, that we all have things that we want. What I'm about to say is a bit contradictory if not perceived correctly. The second point I'm going to talk about, the error of asking what you want. Remember the first one I said are wrong motives. But now, secondly, I'm talking about the key to getting what you want. So how do I pray with the aim of getting what I want? There are two things involved here. The problem is not really what you want. The problem is why do you want what you want? The problem, I repeat, is not really what you want. Sometimes what you want might be the problem, but most times it's not the problem. The real problem, the real bone of contention is why do you want what you want? So I'm going to share with us and with you, Cornelius, and all of you, Asil Murray podcast family members, this question. I'll give you this two keys. Number one, the first key in getting what you want is to be passionate about Jesus Christ. Being passionate about Jesus Christ. Let's read from Psalms 37 verse 4 from the New Living Translation. And it says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. The only condition when you have your heart's desires met and granted is when your delight is in the Lord. Another translation, I think a different translation will say, let your happiness be about knowing the Lord. Let your happiness be derived from your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Therefore, it's saying that your happiness should not be hinged on you getting this new car, you getting this new job, you getting this new mansion. Your real happiness should be about knowing Jesus, should be about having a relationship with him, should be about evolving your life for him. That leads us to the second key to getting what you want. Number two is to commit your plans to him. So number one, be passionate about Jesus Christ. And number two, commit your plans to him. And we read from the same chapter, but the next verse, that's Psalms 37 verse 5 from the New Living Translation. And it reads, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. A different translation will say, give yourself to the Lord. And in giving yourself to him, you're giving all your plans to him. And in giving your plans to him, you're exchanging your plan for his. When God always says, give me your plan, he's telling you to give him your plan. And in exchange, he's going to give you something back. The key is to getting what you want. We are on the subject or on the question, what should I pray for? The keys to getting what you want is number one, be passionate. Build your passion. Passion is not fixed, like I've taught many times, maybe not in this uh, forum, but passion is not fixed. Passion is derived. You can derive passion for something new. You can derive passion for something that you hitherto did not love. You can derive passion for something that before now you disdained. Passion is derived. 
So you build passion for Jesus. And that's about getting to know him. That's about getting to understand who he is. That's about appreciating what he has done for you and what he's doing for you. Let your happiness be derived from your knowledge of him, not your happiness being derived from your asking of cars, your asking of a job. All those things are not bad, but why? Because if my love, my passion is about Jesus Christ, when I'm asking for that job, my motivation is going to be rerouted from myself to him. My passion is not about me. My passion is about Jesus. So why am I asking this job? I'm asking this job so I can be an effective disciple for him in that workplace. I can be an effective contributor by using the resources to advance the kingdom of God. And of course also live a good life that's going to motivate and challenge people around me to love him and to serve him so number one be passionate about jesus christ and number two the second key in getting what you want is to commit your plans to him give yourself away to him give him your life give him your body give him your plans the psalm we just read, Psalms 37, verse 5. It says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and it will help you. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and it will help you. So give Him your plans. So the job that you're asking for, the marriage that you're praying for, the husband that you're praying for, the wife that you're praying for, your future children that you're asking God to give you, commit those things to Him like Hannah committed Samuel to God, gave over Samuel to him for Samuel to serve God from his tender age. I'm not saying that you should go and give yourself to your pastor or your priest and lock yourself up in a church. I'm saying let God become your motivation. Let your plans be fueled by your love and your passion to serve God beyond just your passion to have the latest gadgets and the latest designer dresses. Number one on that list should be about Christ, should be about his purpose, should be about his agenda, should be about what he really lives for. So when you do that, when your happiness is hinged upon him, when your happiness is derived from knowing him, and number two, when you commit yourself to him, you give yourself away. The songwriter says, I give myself away. Give yourself away to Christ. Give yourself away to him. Commit everything you do to the Lord. And the key here, I must reiterate because, you know, when God's vocabulary is very different, when God says, give yourself to me or commit your plans to me, he's not saying that you give me your plans and he's going to be that servant that will make everything happen for you. He's saying, give me your plans. And in exchange, I'll give you better plans that you can live by. Not by changing what you're doing, but by changing the motivation that fueled your plans. So commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him. We use trust a lot, but we don't understand trust. Trust here with God, biblically, has to do with submitting to the will of God. Submitting to the ways of God. When you say you trust God, what you're saying is you're giving yourself to him and you're submitting to his will and to his ways. That's trust. So commit everything you do to the Lord and trust him in everything you do and he will help you. So the keys to getting what you want, number one, build your passion on Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ be your number one passion. When they ask you, maybe anywhere in some safe spaces, what's your passion? My passion is Jesus but I need a platform 
to demonstrate that passion. My platform can be my career. My platform can be my business. My platform as an entrepreneur can be the company that I'm building. That is a platform. That is not my passion in itself. So my primary passion is not cooking. My primary passion is not accountancy. My primary passion is not being an author. My primary passion is Jesus Christ. But I need a platform to express my passion. And the platform can be in writing of books. The platform can be in being an accountant in a multinational. That's a platform you have to demonstrate and manifest your number one passion. And number two, it's about committing your plans to him. And in committing your plans to him, you're Trusting him with everything you do, submitting to his will, submitting to his ways. And that's a way that you can get help from God. We are still just starting answering this question. I really want to take our time to go through the question methodically so that we get the right value out of it. The next thing I'm going to talk about here in answering your question, Cornelius, is what I call the principle of asking God. And this principle, let me just paint a picture before you. Just think with me for a moment that you're in front of the President of the Republic of your country, whoever is listening to me, if you're in the US or anywhere, just think with me. You're before the president of your country and he's asking you, what do you want? Or to make it better, let's say physically God calls you and asks you, what do you want? How do you answer such a question? By default, we are going to ask for what we want. And in a way, it's an answer. Not a terrible one. It's an answer. But let me, by this principle, show you a more excellent way to approach that kind of scenario. When you have the opportunity to ask God anything, God is asking you, what do you want, Cornelius? What do you want? How do you answer such a question? How do you address such a question? The principle of asking God. By the way, this is something that came to me by the Spirit. So I didn't read about it anywhere. So you just be careful as you listen and you take down notes. You can also find some of this or what I'm talking about, the quotations and the points in the show notes. The principle of asking God goes thus. Whenever you're before anyone who can do and make you become anyone or anything, don't ask for what you want. Instead, ask for what he wants to give you and the person he wants you to become. Let me repeat it. The principle of asking God goes thus. Whenever you're before anyone, in this case it's God now, whenever you're before God and God can do anything for you and make you become anyone, In such a case, don't ask for what you want. That's very limited. Instead, ask for what God wants to give you and the person he wants you to become. The reason for this is because our thoughts about what we think we need and want is very limited in time and space. For example, I might say now I need a house two rooms because that's all i'm thinking about right now because i'm thinking that i need a room for my daughter or my my son i'm giving a generic example it's not personal and maybe i need a room for myself and my wife that's all i need maybe i can stretch it to three to three room a three bedroom house so i need an extra room for the guests a room for my child and a room for my wife and i because that's all what i am seeing as a need for now but god knows that in the next one year in the next two years 
my wife will give birth to triplets or to twins and the three-room house by default becomes a limitation so whenever you're before god whenever you have the opportunity to ask god for anything don't ask god for what you want not because what you want is demonic but because what you want is limited is based on what you think you need at that time and the circumstance that you find yourself instead ask god for what he has to give you and ask him to make you to be the person that he wants to make you to become because god is always able to do over and beyond what you can ever think and imagine so your best thoughts your best ideal your best picture of what you think that you want god is able to far outmatch that that's the reason why i would recommend that you succumb and succor to what god wants to give you and what god can make you to become because whatever he will give you will always far outdo what you ever thought was needed for you and what you make it to become will always be a person that's far superior than anyone you ever thought of becoming this is the key that solomon understood so when god asked him solomon after offering a thousand offering provoking god to answer god appeared to him in a dream and said solomon what do you want ask and i'll give it to you that's the reason why god was very happy about solomon's request solomon said i'm inexperienced i need wisdom for the first time someone asked god for what god wants to give us I'll talk about the thing that we need to ask, like giving some direct answers to your question. But now I'm building the background before we can get to this final apogee of your question. Solomon asked for wisdom. And God said, because you've asked for wisdom and you've not asked for the heads of your enemies, you've not asked for the things that any king wants, I'm going to give you that and everything that you have not asked for. But if Solomon had asked for the head of the kings, God would have answered his request. God would have granted his request by giving him peace and giving him his enemies in his hand. And that would have ended there. But because he sought for what God seeks to give every man, God added all the things that he didn't ask for to his requests. Honor, he gave him. Riches, he gave him. Greatness, he gave him. Fame, he gave him. And even riches far surpassing. So the principle in asking God is don't ask for what you want. Ask for what God wants to give you and ask God to make you to be the person that he desires to make you to become those two things now the final aspect of your question which is now a direct response to your question cornelius so what should i pray for now i'm giving you the three great asks that god requires from us or the three great things that god wants to give us and he requires that we ask him for those things so the asking here now in this portion of this episode is about what god desires us to ask him for not what we desire to ask him for number one god desires that we ask him for wisdom so we'll read from james chapter 1 verse 5 from the new king james version and it reads if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be giving to him this verse it relates to us understanding that god wants to give us wisdom and is asking us to ask him if any of us lacks wisdom which is all of us 
then we should ask him because it is his desire to give us wisdom. It's his desire for him to relay wisdom to us. And why is that, you might be asking? It's because of the fact that wisdom is the principal thing. Let's read from Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 from the New King James Version and it reads, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, I repeat. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Do you now see why God was so happy with Solomon? Because Solomon had dissected and understood the heart of God. Not by himself, because he was obeying the instruction that his father, King David, gave him. And because David had so sojourned with God, David understood the heart of God. He understood the desires of God. So David, in Second Chronicles, when he was about to die, he said, My son Solomon, come. I'm going the way that all of us have to go. I'm about to die. But let me give you a sound instruction. As the next king of this land, make sure that you go after God. You go after his word. You make sure that you make your life about the ordinances of God. Everything that Moses said that you should do, do them. Go after the wisdom of God and you succeed in everything that you do. Therefore, Solomon being an obedient son, went straight to the heart of God. Solomon, what do you want? Solomon did not ask for fame. Solomon did not ask for a new job. Solomon did not ask for all those things. He asked for the number one thing that God wants to give us. He asked for wisdom. Not to make his name great, but wisdom to rule God's people. His same words he used. Give me wisdom so I can lead your people properly. Not give me wisdom so I can build this company. Not give me wisdom so I can have a big name. Give me wisdom so I can do the thing that you want me to do properly. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. So the first thing that you should ask God for, Cornelius and all those who are listening to me, what should I pray for? That's our question. Number one, pray, ask God for wisdom. And ask God for wisdom to do the thing that he has called you to do or to do the thing that you want to do for him better. Okay? That's number one. Ask for wisdom. And the reason why God places wisdom as the principal thing is because the purpose of wisdom, it ushers us to the nature and life of God, granting us the possibilities of God himself. So number two, ask and seek to know God. And that can only happen when God grants us wisdom. Because wisdom is not knowledge applied. Wisdom is truth. Truth is the word and the word is a person so wisdom is a person there is no time for me to start expatiating and going through all of these things wisdom i said it and i repeat is not knowledge wisdom is not knowledge applied that's skill skill is knowledge applied and skill is an infimum component of wisdom but it's not the overall meaning of wisdom. Wisdom is truth. Truth is the word of God and the word of God is a person. So wisdom is a person. That's why you find in Proverbs 4 and 8, wisdom is personified. Wisdom calls out. Wisdom is speaking actively. So the purpose of wisdom is to give us access into the knowledge of God because wisdom is a person and that person is God himself. So number two, ask and seek to know God. Ask and seek to know Jesus Christ. Remember, wisdom is truth and the truth is the word and the word is a person and that person is Jesus Christ. In Revelation, John relates to us that he sees a man and he has a name 
and that man was Jesus Christ and he had a name that no man else knew except him and the name that he had was the word of God the word of God is the last manifested name of Jesus Christ the highest of it like I said there's no time for me to talk about the word of God today I'm just answering to a question so ask and seek to know God ask and seek to know Jesus Christ that's your second thing that you should be asking for let's read Psalms 37 4 to 5 from the Good News Translation, Psalm 37, verses 4 to 5. Psalms 37, verses 4 to 5. And I read, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Give yourself to the Lord, trust in him, and he will help you. That's the verse we read before, but in the Good News Translation. Ask and seek to know him. Make your life about the Lord. Make your happiness about him and give yourself to the lord verse 5 give yourself to the lord if i'm giving myself to the lord i'm giving everything that comes with me for example i slumore let me just give you an example i slumore have a job i have a business i have a wife i have children i have houses i have cars so when i'm giving myself to god i'm giving everything that comes with me so i'm giving myself to god my body i'm giving my mind to god i'm giving my intellect to god i'm giving giving my business to God. I'm giving my career to God. I'm giving my wife to God. I'm giving my children to God. I'm giving my marriage to God. I'm giving my cars to God. I'm giving my mansions to God. I'm giving everything that I am to God. I'm giving everything that I am to God. Very important. The purpose of knowing Jesus Christ is to become one with him. That's the reason why God is so particular about wisdom. Not wisdom in terms of skill, but wisdom in terms of the person, Jesus. The purpose of knowing Jesus Christ is to become one with him. Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 to 9 from the New Living Translation. And it reads, I once thought these things were valuable, Paul is writing, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. 8. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his name's sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. 9. And become one with him. Let me read it again. I once thought these things were valuable but now i consider them worthless because of what christ has done it yes everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing christ jesus my lord for his sake i have discarded everything else for my quest to know him i've put everything else as secondary my primary drive is to know him i've discarded everything else counting it all as garbage so that i could gain christ and become one with him that's the apostle paul talking and he's saying in the king james version i've counted all but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of christ so number one ask for wisdom and i said wisdom is not knowledge applied that skill wisdom is not knowledge even wisdom is truth the truth is the word of God and the word of God is a person and that person is Jesus Christ so as you're praying for wisdom of course in praying for wisdom God will give you the ability to discern right from wrong and a very high level of discernment but wisdom will usher you into the life and realm of God and the highest thing in that realm is to know God knowing Jesus and the purpose of knowing Jesus is to become one with him so don't pray for what you want. Pray for what God wants to give you and who he wants you to become. Number one, pray for wisdom. Number two, ask and seek to know him. You don't ask to know him. 
you ask to know him but you seek even more importantly you seek to know him if you just give me a call and say i want to know you and you drop off the call in wanting to know me you have now to take steps towards doing that you have to seek if you don't know where i live you ask questions until you can know where i live you ask where i'm working so you can have access to me because you want to know me so you want to have access to my sphere of influence you want to have access to my presence so you're going to seek me out everywhere you seek me so when you're asking to know god that's number one in that action step but the second one is to take out actionable steps to knowing him meaning you have to reroute all your passions you have to reprioritize all your priorities like what paul did if he had knowing christ at number three for your quests and your search to be valuable and to be relevant you have to put him at number one that's why i said i've counted all but loss but garbage so i can not because those things are bad but he's saying that i've put my wanting to know god as number one so i can gain christ and become one with him and the third thing that you should be praying for that god wants to give you god is saying that you should ask for the nations all this while what you're praying for is a car what you're praying for is a wife what you're praying for is a job but god wants to give you the nations so god says ask for the nations and i'll give it to you so let's read psalms chapter 2 from verses 1 to 9 it's a bit long but i want us to get something from there psalm chapter 2 from verses 1 to 9 from the passion translation and it reads how dare the nations plan a rebellion their foolish plots are futile too look at how the power brokers of the world rise up to hold their summit as the rulers scheme and confer together against yahweh and his anointed king saying three let's come together and break away from the creator once and for all let's cast off this controlling chains of god and his christ verse 4 god enthroned merely laughs at them the sovereign ones mocks their madness five then with the fierceness of his fiery anger he settles the issues and terrifies them to death with these words six i myself have poured out my king on zion my holy mountain seven i will reveal the eternal purpose of god for he has decreed over me you are my favored son and as your father i have crowned you as my king eternal today i become your father eight ask me to give the nations and i will do it and they shall become your legacy your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth nine and you will shepherd them with unlimited authority crushing their rebellion as an iron rod smashes jars of clay so the pattern translations here it divides the portions of scripture into different segments because from verses 1 to 3 you have the nation speak from verses 4 to 6 god speaks and from verses 7 to 9 the son speaks the son is who the son is jesus and we are in him so in coming one with him, we must ask for the same thing that God is asking for Jesus to ask for. So let's read again the response of the son. What God is asking for the son, remember, we are one with him. So he's saying, verse 7, I will reveal that the son talking. And he has said he has given us the power to become the sons of God. So the son is about Jesus Christ, but we are in him. So that's the same response that we are giving in the spirit. Because in Christ, we must speak 
in consonance and in alignment with him, we dare not have a different opinion and a different assignment, a different purpose from Christ. That's rebellion. So Christ is talking here. The Son is speaking here from verse 7. I will reveal the eternal purpose of God, for he has decreed over me. And what the eternal purpose of God is to reclaim the nations from this evil man who are trying to break away from God and Jesus Christ. And they are doing that now in partnership with the devil. They are lying with the devil to get what they want and to cut away from God, you see. So when you read verses 1 to 3, you'll find it there. So that's the eternal purpose of Christ, of Jesus. He's coming now to reclaim the nations from these evil men and to subdue the nations back to the controlling authority of God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's continue. The Son is speaking. You can find all of this in the show notes, please. Go to the show notes and read together with me. I will reveal the eternal purpose of God, for he has decreed over me, you are my favored son, and as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today, I become your father. 8. Ask of me. Now, God is telling the son to ask him the nations, because God is too big to come and contend with men. Men are having their summits and they are trying to break away from God. God is saying, I'm too big for that. So he is deferring his authority. He's saying, ask me the nation and I'll give them to you so that you can bring their rebellion to zero. So ask me to give you the nations and I will do it. And they shall become your legacy. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth and you will shepherd them with unlimited authority, crushing their rebellion as an iron rod smashes jars of clay. So what do I pray for? I ask for the nations. As a footballer, I ask for the nations. What does that mean in practical terms in that particular domain of activity? It means that God is granting me unlimited access to all the doors of this earth as pertaining football. There is no door shut in my life. And the reason for that is not so I can just be blowing my trumpet, it's so I can have access to the hearts of men and the hearts of kings in that particular domain of activity. I can become a worthy ambassador to God in that domain of activity. So I'm meeting the superstars and the best football players of all times and I'm having access to them and I'm relaying the love of Christ, I'm relaying the wisdom of God, I'm relaying the life of God as I'm playing playing my football as I'm evolving my soccer career. What does it mean to act for the nations as a business person? It means that the business that I'm doing for God, no door is shut to it. The nations are open to it. They will receive my business. My customers go beyond the variance of the boundaries where my business resides. I have customers from all over the world. Meaning, when I say the nations, I'm praying for the nations as a business person, it means that my business is having a truly global reach. And not so I can become just the biggest company, but so that God, through me and through my business, will have access to the hearts of men all over the globe. So the purpose of asking for the nations is to reveal the purpose of God in the earth. So, number one, ask for wisdom. Number two, ask and seek to know him. And number three, ask for the nations. Do we now see that God has so much more to give that we can ever fathom? Your best plans, I always say this to my mentees and all those that have the privilege of training and teaching. Your best plans can never outweigh God's plans. 
if not you'll be God. Your best plans can never outweigh and outdo and outperform God's plans for you. That's why he can confidently say that whatever your plans are and the imaginations of your hearts are, I can far surpass your imagination or what you can ever think for yourself. I can do so much more for you. So don't ask for what you want. Ask for what God wants to give you and ask him to make you to be the person that he wants to become. Thank you very much, Cornelius. Just a recap. It has been a long one. Number one, redirecting your motives from asking to please yourself to asking to please and advance God's agenda. Number two, the key to having what you want is making your happiness about knowing and giving yourself to Jesus Christ. Number three, the principle of asking is whenever you're in the presence of God and you want to ask him something, make sure that you don't ask for what you want, but ask him for what he wants to give you and ask him to make you to be the person that he wants to make you to become. Number four and final, the three great ask from God's perspective. Number one, ask for wisdom. Number two, ask to know Jesus Christ completely and so you can become like him. And number four, ask for the nations so you can enthrone God in every nation and in every man's heart. Thank you very much again, Cornelius, for this question. Now you see, it's a very simple question, but we had to go so deep into it and i hope it has provided value and please you can find these summaries and the quotations in the show notes make sure you go there in the show notes and you'll find all of this and listen to this episode and every other episode more than once re-listen faith count by hearing and the word for hearing is repeated hearing you don't just hear once and you get it you hear and hear and hear you listen you re-listen and listen again so in ending this podcast, I just want to re-emphasize some things. Please, if you're listening through Spotify, as you're listening just underneath, you see an a Q&A section there and there's a question there for you. Please let us know if this episode has been of value to you. Please use that Q&A section to send us a comment what you've learned from this episode and any other episode, by the way. Let us know how this question has added value to you. Let us know. It's like on Facebook and the rest. You can type a comment and you send and we're going to receive it personally and we're going to publish it on the platform. That helps Spotify to know that the podcast is relevant and people are really kind of being interactive on it. But if you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review, five stars four star whatever you think the show is worth and leave us a comment and in the comment you're still telling us how the episode or how the podcast is being of help to you you can give some practical examples so thank you very much god bless you i love you and god loves you more keep asking keep probing because our job here is dissolving doubts and to make all men see we believe so much in the power of asking the right questions and we believe even more in the power of having the right answers to the right questions is the shortest and the quickest route to understanding and the proper execution of actions for the attainment of desired goals. Thank you very much. God bless you. I have been Solomon Ray, as always, signing out. Bye-bye. Cheers. trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two, please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast, consider doing the following steps. 
Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. And Step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms. Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.